On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, we need to talk about the standings and why they are in a very good position to move up into second place at the very least. Can they go higher? We'll discuss it next right here, Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ibotta gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items from produce to personal care to pantry goods. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta by using the code LOCKEDON when you register. Go to the app or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app. Welcome. You are Locked On 76ers. I'm Devon Givens from 97.5 The Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia, alongside my co-hosts and partners always from the Enquirer.com, Sixers beat reporter Keith Pompey. What's up, Keith? What's good, D? How you been, man? Oh, man, pretty good. No complaints here. No complaints. We got some good things going on right now as we uh, get ready for the Sixers stretch run here with 15 games to go. So, all good is here as they start this three-game road trip. But before we get underway, we got to thank everybody for making Locked On 76 as your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On 76 is free and available on all platforms, including right here on YouTube at Locked On 76 as We'll get into some pretty good play as of late from Paul Reed and what he's been able to do in shoring up those backup minutes in front of Montrez Harrell. But does he have a little bit of competition in the end? As it's all said and done, we'll dive into that. And also, why Joel Embiid is handling the MVP race differently this year, and will it bode well for him? We'll touch on it all uh, a little bit later. But first, Keith, we need to talk about the Sixers, who are red hot at the moment. They have the longest winning streak in all of the NBA, Keith, with five straight. They have done that so far by winning on the road, taking the two games at home over the weekend. They are now 45-22. and 22. 23 games over 500. Now, one game back of Boston, who lost their last game uh, on Tuesday, uh, pardon me, on Monday, they lost their last game, and they lost at the buzzer to the Houston Rockets. Jason Tatum with an opportunity to tie it for us overtime. He missed it. They lose. They are now in the win column, pardon me, in the loss column, tied with the Sixers with 22 losses, and have two games up on the Sixers in the win column right now with a 47 win total to the Sixers 45. They are one game back though, Keith, and they have the three games in the books already against the Sixers that they have won with one more to play, but we have 15 games to go. The Sixers are three and a half back of the Milwaukee Bucks for the top spot in the Eastern conference. Keith, what are their chances as we start things off here of getting to the number two seed and maybe even looking a little further with 15, what's more realistic for the 76ers. You know, I, I think the Sixers have a chance at that, a shot at that number two seed. Um, you know, right now you look at it and you say to yourself, the Sixers do have a, a tougher road to go, but they're playing well right now. Um, I mean, you look at, you, you look at Boston, you know, Boston's in the midst of a six game um, uh, road, road trip. I mean, you know, they lost, I mean, they beat Atlanta, they lost to Houston. Now they have Minnesota, Portland, Utah, and SAC. I mean, you think that they should win the next the next three games, 
but you also thought they were going to beat uh, the Houston Rockets, right? So, I mean, it's one of those things where I think that the Sixers could mess around and, and be at least tied for them, or if not, a game ahead of them by next week if they slip up. But when you look at this road, Boston, after that, they have Indiana, then they have San Antonio, Washington at Milwaukee, at Washington at Milwaukee, then Utah, and then the Sixers. And then they close up with two against Toronto and, and Atlanta. Their just stretch is easier than the Sixers. But again, the Sixers are playing pretty good, uh, well, pretty good basketball right now. So, I mean, I, I think every is up for grabs. I mean, I think the Sixers have a chance. And that's why those uh, games beforehand, of course, with the uh, three games that they've already played, Boston taking all three, that's why they were so important when we talked about tie-breaking situations. Now there's no uh, no tiebreaker in sight for the Sixers just because of the 3-1 and one record that they will potentially have if they take this last game in April back at, at the center with the, I think it's the fourth to last game before the season comes, the regular season comes to an end. That's why that's important. But as I always like to say, man, I mean, look, we have to pay attention to these because it's a realistic thing that they could eventually land that number two spot. They're going to need help from some of these other teams and from Boston to simply lose the games, but also the other teams to beat Boston. This is where I always look of handling your own business. If you can handle your own business and win your games and eventually Boston will get their act together, I think, but drop a couple maybe here and there, then may not go undefeated the rest of the way, then maybe you'll have luck on your side. Uh, but as we talk about the number two seed, we know the Sixers are a very good road team. We absolutely know that. But Boston is a different animal. Right now, it looks like the Sixers and the Boston Celtics are going to be on a crash course for that second round matchup, Keith. <laughs> you know, um, right now, the Sixers have Cleveland uh, on Wednesday night. Cleveland won on Tuesday night. And they, they are three back of the Sixers. And, and they have a tiebreaker because those two teams split their first two games. And Wednesday night is going to be very, very important for both Sixers are going to have Cleveland on the second night of a back-to-back. -back. However, if I had to guess right now, Keith, and I'm sure you would too, um, that they'll probably be the third seed with a really good chance of getting that second. But in the event they do uh, land in there in that two-three spot period and they stay there and Cleveland doesn't catch them, it would be ideal if they had home court advantage because they would be starting off at home games one and two. And then if there was a game seven, if necessary, Again, it would be on your home floor. So if they were to have any kind of advantage in any playoff series against the Boston Celtics, I would love for them to see, love to see them grab that home court advantage in that second seed so they would have that. Just because when we talk about the mental part of the game when it comes to the Boston Celtics and unable to beat them, one of the big problems is also beating them at the Garden in Boston. They just can't at this season. And they've done it in two different ways. And the Sixers just seemingly have problems in Boston. And it would be really, really beneficial for them to pick up that number two seed and host them in that second round. Now, you, our listeners, Keith, are probably like, wait a minute, don't look past uh, the New York Knicks, the Brooklyn Nets, whoever that six seed might be if the Sixers land in that third spot or even in that seven spot, one of those two teams, potentially Miami, if the Sixers do get number two, I understand. But I do fully expect them to get past the first round and get to that second against Boston. But handle your own business. And if they can get that number two seed, Keith, that would be something that will really help them out if they got there against Boston. I agree 100%. Yep.
Yep. So that that's something that is important, as we all know. We'll see how it all plays out. One of the big keys to that is in these 15 games, how many will Joel Embiid play? That's beneficial because of the win-loss record and the seeding purposes in the Eastern Conference. But why it's also beneficial, Keith, is because the big fella is still in the MVP race based on his play overall. He has been phenomenal. He leads the league in scoring right now, once again, just a tick in front of Luka Doncic, which is 33.4 points per game in 54 games. So when we talk about MVP, Keith, and he has to 15 more games left on his schedule, if he can get the 69 games on his schedule, I think he'd be in a pretty good place to be in position to win it if he continues to play that way. Right now, he's getting a lot of attention once again because of his recent play. Will he get it? Will he be back in that conversation? Will he be the runner-up? Will he be third? Why he's handling it differently? We'll talk about it next right here on Locked On 76ers. I got to tell you, when you watch your closet grow after purchasing all of last season's latest trends, I'm, I'm guilty of that. I'm one of those people... I like to buy things sometimes. I like nice things. Sometimes I look for a sale. Well, oftentimes I look for a sale, but I do pull the trigger and buy that particular item. How about also watching your cash back grow with each purchase with Ibotta? Yes, we're always throwing money at something, kids, school supplies, the clothes, the latest trends, new house project, the list goes on and on. It's time to stop telling you, it's time to stop spending your hard-earned money without getting anything in return. Enter Ibotta. The average Ibotta user earns $120 a year in real cash back. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip. Or you could use your cash back to buy that flight that you've been eyeing in the office in the summer when you want to get away. That game you're dying to go to or the fancy dinner you've been craving to take your loved one to that one. You can earn cash back on hundreds of online brands and retailers too when you start with Ibotta, including Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, just recently in there, looking at some fragrances, Best Buy, and much more. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta by using the code LOCKED when you register. You just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app and use code LOCKED like I have and start to earn the cash back. That's Ibotta, I-B-O-T-T-A, in the Google Play or App Store, and use code LOCKED. Welcome back. You are Locked On 76ers. That's Keith Pompey. I'm Devon Givens. We appreciate you hanging out with us. Thank you for making Locked On 76ers your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast for nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. All right, Keith, just this past week, Sixers center, big man, all-star, all-world player, Joel Embiid won the player of the week once again. Well, you know, go figure. Ho hum. That's normal for him at this point. He wins the player of the week, but it's the, you know, the work that he is doing out there. 33 points uh, per game, Keith, as we talk about leading the league in scoring. He's averaging 10 rebounds a night, 1.6 blocks, four assists, and he's played 54 games in an average of 35 minutes. He's been on a really good tear during this five-game winning streak. He's playing phenomenal basketball. And most importantly, Keith, he's out there. He's available. He's able to help his team. So right now he has 54 games logged, 15 more games to play for the 76ers. And right now with those 15 games, Keith, that's crucial because of what we know in the past that has hurt him, not just because of, uh, pardon me, Nikola Jokic's play, and why he has been the backup 
back-to-back MVP award winner. One of those years, Keith, the big focus was the games missed by Joel Embiid. And even with that one, that was a big COVID year why he missed those games. But nevertheless, they counted. He didn't win it. I didn't have a problem with it because games missed. These games are important for him to finish to get the 69 of the possible 82 because, Keith, he's back in the conversation, as you well know, as our listeners and viewers well know, but he's handling it differently. After a Turner game just recently, Keith, where they won and they asked him about the MVP, he kind of brushed it off and said, you know what, everybody wants to win these types of awards. Who wouldn't want to win these types of awards? However, the championship is what's important. We are playing well. I know I'm playing well, and we can do a lot of damage in the Eastern Conference. He's starting to really handle it a lot differently than what we've seen over the past couple of years when it comes to these individual awards and these honors, Keith. Why might that help him this time around, and why is he handling it differently, if you've obviously noticed that? Well, I think he's handling it differently because he knows if he handles it the other way, people are going to perceive it as if he's being selfish and all he cares about is winning the MVP. I mean, if you look at it, regardless of how people really feel, you know, you ask the Joker, um, Nikola Jokic, you ask Giannis Antetokounmpo, they always say, we don't care about it. You know, you ask other people, they say, no, nah, we don't care. We care about a championship. And the thing is, I will say about it in the past, at least Joel was always honest. He said, yeah, I want it. <laughs> I want to win it. But other people always try to downplay it. But when you say that you want to win it, then all of a sudden people just say that, hey, you're not a you're not a team guy. You're you're a me guy. And and and, and this and that now everybody wants to win that award. Everyone wants to win it. But the thing is, I feel like he's taking a different approach because he knows that it doesn't look good. And also it sounds a whole lot better to say that I want to win a championship, but you know you can do both, right? Um, the different part, I think, for him this year, when you talk about his play and, and, and the, uh, the recognition, if you notice, D, they're playing a lot of national TV games, and he's been dominating in all those games, putting on a show. And I feel like now, before he would do things, but we saw it, a lot of people saw it, but the national – I mean, the national media or the, the the beat writers who vote, who are in the Western Conference, they didn't get to see it. I think now it's like you're looking at it and you say, hey, yeah, I know what the Joker's doing, but Joel Embiid passes the eye test. He's the most dominant player in the game right now. So I think that's the major difference for him in his game. And also I think that he kind of humbled himself a little bit, not to say he was wrong before, I thought he was being honest, but he humbled himself a little bit. And 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 that may go a long way in some of the voters' eyes. And here's the other part, too, Keith, that I think was also a thing, which is odd, too, because the Sixers last year, they finished in the, what, fourth seed uh, last year, but they were tied mm-hmm. second with Boston and Milwaukee. Losing to Detroit, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was just a tiebreaker. That hurt them, but it actually gave them a good path. They just didn't win. But my point is this. He was the fourth seed the Sixers were last year. Luka Doncic, I mean, pardon me, Nikola Jokic, I keep saying Doncic. Nikola Jokic was the sixth seed with Denver and still won it. This year, Denver is at the top of the Western Conference. They have 46 wins. They actually lost last night uh, in the game uh, that they had. 
and they have 46 wins. The Sixers are 45. So even though the Sixers are right now in third and Denver is at the top of the Western Conference with 46, there's only a game separating them. And when they did face off, the Sixers defeated them. And it was on national TV, to your point, Saturday afternoon in Philadelphia. And he destroyed that team, Joel Embiid. So as you mentioned, he had, he's putting the show, these shows on in front of the national audience. And they're seeing it. And they're seeing his body language is different. They're seeing how he's handling the interviews differently. And that may bode well for him at the standings part, too. Because even though they may say, well, Nikola Jokic won the Western Conference, yeah, all right, so that just means the Eastern Conference was better for Milwaukee to be up there, for Boston to be up there in front of them, and the Sixers still maybe finish, uh, let's say Denver finishes with 54 and the Sixers finish with 53. Okay, <laughs> Boston has 54 and Milwaukee has 55. That just means that the Eastern Conference at the top of the Eastern Conference was much, much better. And so I, I think that I think that will help them out too if the Sixers are able to stay right there record-wise with Denver even if they don't win the Eastern Conference. Yeah, and right now when we look at it, yeah, Denver, see, it's funny because Denver lost again, uh, you know, tonight. So you look at Denver, Denver is now 46 and 23. The Sixers are, are 45 and 22. The Sixers winning percentage is 67.2. Denver's winning percentage is 66.7. So, you know, if you like, if, if you got to, if you're going to go by that, you got to go with MB. I mean, if they if it continues to hold up the way it is, because like you said, I mean, we're looking at it right now. The 76ers have the third best record in the NBA ahead of the Denver Nuggets. So, yeah. you know what I mean? You got to yeah. give it to them. Got to give it to them. Yeah. And just for the people who don't remember last season, Keith, you and with the voting because you have a vote. You did vote for Joel Embiid for MVP a season ago, yeah. last time around. So first time ever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And for mm -hmm. again, for people who don't know, they might think that no, Keith did not vote for him the last time. You voted for him last the the the, the first time when they were there together, Nikola Jokic and Embiid. Uh, you did not vote for him this past time last year, the 2021-22 campaign. That's when you voted for Embiid, yeah. and he fell short once again. So we'll see how it all plays out right now. Uh, it really doesn't matter right now where you have him because it's what matters is in the end, at, at the end of the season, how you see him close out, how Nikola Jokic and his team close out, and, and you having your vote and casting it uh, how, how you feel at the end of the year in April. So we'll, we'll see, man, but it's important. He's handling it well. All you got to do is keep winning games, and that'll help your case right there. We know you're going to get your points to play your defense. That's how it helps. Final segment on the other side, we'll get to uh, some backup help from Joel Embiid and uh, his guys, Paul Reed. And there's a new candidate, maybe, maybe, that we might have to pay attention to with 15 games to go before we get to the postseason. His name is Dwayne Dedman. We saw him for the first time over the weekend. Will he be challenging now Paul Reed for some of those minutes or has Reed pretty much secured that spot as of right now? We'll get into it next right here, final segment, Locked On 76ers. The midway point of the season is here upon us. Actually, the midway point is, is well, we, we're actually towards the tail end. But, you know, of the season is here, and now it's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. 
because new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores to three strains. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com backslash locked on. That's FanDuel.com backslash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Welcome back, Locked On 76ers. Again, Keith Pompey, Devon Givens here with you. Keith Paul Reed has uh, snatched that backup five position from Montrez Harold, the veteran, and we he's nowhere to be seen. Even in the game this past weekend on Sunday when they defeated uh, who was that that they beat on Sunday, Keith? Um, Washington yeah. Wizards. Washington. They blew him out. And uh, I would imagine they, uh, you know, called his name and asked him if he wanted to get in. He probably said no. <laughs> but Dwayne Debner got the nod after Paul Reed and Joel Embiid did their part at, with those backup five minutes. Reed's been playing really well, Keith. And uh, you recently wrote a story on Inquire.com. And he's always talked about earning the trust of his teammates and his coaches and just trying to be consistent and steady when he's out there on the floor, making the most of those minutes. He's been doing that as of late, and we also finally got a chance to see Dwayne Devin. Yeah, yeah, he's been doing that as of late. And and, and the way he was kind of quiet, I'm talking about Montrez after the game, I don't think it was a matter of him saying, nah, I don't want to play. I just think that it was a numbers thing, and they wanted Dwayne Devin to play, and he didn't play because he didn't look exactly happy in the locker room. Now, he wasn't like – going berserko or nothing like that but he just he just didn't look happy but but any, anyway so yeah you look at it and, and you say to yourself you know Paul Reed is playing his butt off he's showing that he deserves these minutes and like you said he is getting trust from Harden the main thing with Paul Reed is if you notice whenever Paul Reed gets a rebound he's just taking it back up that's what he wants to do um, he always wants to get those putbacks. But then there's sometimes when sometimes it's not the right time. Exactly. Like, you got people wide open. Did you see so, remember that sequence where he had he was great hustle? Yeah. He, yeah, he yeah. had uh he missed the layup, he got the offensive rebound, he turned, jump hook, missed it, got the rebound again, and then he circled around and back into the paint and had some weird, awkward Paul Reed shot. But it was like you love the hustle. But kick it out so you can reset it because you have 14 on the clock after yeah. your great hustle. So those are just still the things that you're like, all right, Paul, great job. But yeah, but yeah, yeah exactly. So so those are where that, that's where he is right now. And and it's funny, he 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 made an outlet pass on Sunday and then everybody started clapping. <laughs> right. It was like crazy. It was like, okay. But um, but I, I do like what he's what he's bringing. Yeah. The yeah. thing is, you know, Doc said before uh the last game that Dwayne Detman is going to be the guy, right? Still going to be the guy. And Dwayne came in and he played like the last what three minutes, maybe four minutes or whatever it was. Four minutes, yeah. And it was it was kind of like garbage time. 
but you saw what he wants, what they want from him. But again, it was garbage time. Like you expect him to dominate there and do some of the things, you know what I mean? It, because of the, the players that were on the other team at that particular yeah. time. Yeah. But, but I do think that Paul is showing them that he can at least be a situational guy that can come in there and give him some energy. But I also think that they got to give Dwayne Detman a look. They have to give him an extended look because he's a guy that they went out there and got to help them for to get a championship. So I wouldn't be surprised if we saw him, you know, get some a lot of burn um, uh, when, when they play Cleveland or at least when they play Charlotte. So, you know, but again, I do like what Paul Reed is bringing. I think he's playing well. And I and you you kind of feel bad for Montrez because it looks like he's the odd man out right about now. Hey, this is what we talked about with him and the rest of the team when the season got underway, the sacrifice. And now we're definitely in the guts of that where you're going to have to sacrifice some things in mm-hmm. the betterment of the team and a possible championship run that's in front of them. So uh, I like what Paul Reed has been doing also. Uh, some, sometimes he'll have those moments where I'm still like, uh-oh, here, come a, here comes a Paul Reed moment. Uh, mm-hmm. But for, for the most part, he's doing positive things out there on the floor. And it can only help in terms of the uh, the uh, mental part of it where he's not thinking. He's just going out there and playing because he's getting so many minutes and he knows he's going to get his number call uh, on any given night. The Dwayne Demon part, we'll see. Because as you mentioned, with Cleveland, you have Jared Allen, Evan Mobley. And those are your really two, your threats there as far as your four and your five and your backup five. Those are a lot of minutes that go there. Who's, who's he going to lean on? And I'm curious to see if Deadman gets a call at all against the Cleveland Cavaliers on Wednesday night. Very curious to see how that one plays out. Yeah, yeah, me too. Me too. Well, Keith, good one. As always, we thank everybody for making Locked On 76 as your first listen every day. Uh, on our next episode, we'll preview Sixers-Cavs Wednesday night. Big game between the two teams. Again, they split the first two games. This is the final game of the three-game series. It's in Cleveland. Very important game as the Sixers are three games up right now on the Cavaliers in the East standings. Sixers third and the Cavs fourth. We, uh, again, now check out our Locked On, your second listen, Locked On NBA, Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Keith, can you let the good folks know where they can find us, my man? Yeah, wherever you get your podcast, make sure you get this podcast. It's free and available. You, When you get to the YouTube channel, make sure you click on the Liberty Bell and you become a new subscriber. Also, you get notifications when we post a podcast. But you can listen to my man D on uh, tonight. Well, actually, on Wednesday, we're going to a, a little bit advance ahead. You can listen to him from 6 to midnight, from 6 to midnight. So, you know, the game starts at 745. So he's going to do the pre-game show and then do the post-game show of that. And then also you can follow the at DivineG975 on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at Pompeii on Sixers, and you can read my articles in the Philadelphia Inquirer, Inquirer.com. All right, man. Listen, thank you as always, Keith. Appreciate it. I'll catch up with you tomorrow, and we'll talk to everybody else. Thank you. Peace.